Good morning and welcome to another episode of Josh and Pat. I'm Joshua Klein, joined by Patrick Cassett. And yesterday we watched the final of Women's March Madness. And although the stars on the court were bright, the refs seemed brighter. Because, of course, why would you want, in the first time in sport history, that everyone seems to be invested in watching your sport to have your best players on the court. The refs decided they wanted this to be the referee show. Patrick, what do you think was going on in yesterday's final? And how come fouls were given out to literally the only players that people wanted to see? Well, let's put it like this. If we're making a highlight tape for referees, yesterday's game's not making the cut. It's, look, it's... Not a lot of things can be universally disliked or liked in the world, but when you went on Twitter yesterday, universally the refs were disliked. It's got to, it's pretty, it's simple. You got to be better. You got to be better. This is national championship. Eyes are on you. People want to watch the stars play, so let them play. Listen, uh, Caitlin Clark had became a household name in two weeks. Everyone in America knew her. Everyone in America was rooting for her or invested in the storyline revolving around Caitlin Clark. It was the best thing to happen for women's sports and women's basketball specifically in the past 10 years. And the refs are going to try to take her out of the game? Listen, I know, sure, maybe they will say you want to call a fair game. Listen, this there's... You're fighting a bigger war here. You got to see this. This this battle that you're fighting in the national championship game, that's just the battle. You're talking about the war. Leave your best players in the game. I don't care if you have to turn a blind eye a couple times. You got to keep your best players in the game. That's, well, that's the thing that you you need you need like you have eyeballs for the first time and and this is no like this is not a shot at women's sports. Women's sports is relatively like a new uh, phenom as far as you know growing in popularity and and they, they've done a great job I think at building some of these names and and Caitlin Clark for instance household name now you gotta keep the best players on the the players that people want to tune in to see on the court. Well, obviously people want to watch the stars play. I mean, it it does go without saying LSU they were up twenty. They, they did their job. They closed it out. Angel Reese, you know, she did a fantastic job. She's a great player. Uh, but referees, I mean, do better. Do better, yeah. referees. Let's, let's, I saw Bill Simmons send out a tweet. He said, it's nice to know. It's nice to see consistency that both the men's tournament and the women's tournament refs both suck. So that's good. Equality. At least, at least we're good across the board. Yeah, that's true. Equality. Speaking of Angel Reese, by the way. I mean, she is getting heat right now. Uh, she ran around the courts, hunted down Caitlin Clark. Ring finger. Ring. Hey, hey. Where's it going? Right here. Right it's going here. right on the ring right finger. Josh. Ring finger. Going on the ring and, finger. And I, I, I'm, like, completely torn. I, I don't think what she did was necessarily wrong. Like, I don't think it's bad. It's sports. You play hard, you know, and if you win, guess what? You get Josh, to talk some smack, and you could I mean, you can talk smack when you're losing, but they're supposed to be trash talk. It's sports. It's competitive. That's it's what's a game. Fun. 
It's a game. You're right. And I think it's a very good thing that it, she, like, I think you can do it. That being said, the only thing where I personally go, uh, it's like you had to chase around the court. You look like you're a little bit desperate, a little bit desperate. If you're going to trash talk, you know, do it. Just, you could just do that anywhere. And I think the media would probably, there's probably cameras. I'm sure Caitlin Clark would have, would see it eventually scroll through social media or whatnot. I just feel like it wasn't that cool because she had to hunt down Caitlin Clark and Caitlin Clark could not give a, I mean, she didn't, she didn't care. It she didn't like. acknowledge it. She didn't acknowledge it at all. So, it, but, but the, it, the, the, the heat that angels take in this morning, seems not for that. Bit. It's, it's, it's literally just because she did it at all. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, it's, that seems a bit much. It's like, come on. Like it, it's a competitive game. Like this is the national championship. Like if you're feeling yourself, which she was, they were playing good. Show some emotion. That's what we want. Yeah, we want that. That's what keeps sports human. You know, it's we try yeah, to imagine. Take, we try to take out human emotions out of sports. Sometimes you can't celebrate too much, or you can't get too defeated. You got to be robots. Is you know, perfect example of like NASCAR right now. It's like that's what they want the drivers to be robots. But no, sports is about emotion. You want to have feelings. You want to be able to to celebrate to. And, and vice versa, like if somebody's down, that's that's part of the game. Right. And I'm not saying that we all celebrate like Pat Beverly when they win a play in game for the Minnesota Timberwolves. But look, national championship celebrate. You did your thing. Congratulations. Yeah, I agree. So, hey, good for LSU. I mean, beat the brakes off of Iowa at the end there. Iowa. I mean, they didn't have their second best player on the court. They ran out of steam. And and Caitlin Clark was very limited in her game because she had four fouls, like literally like halfway through like the third quarter, it felt like. So she got that technical. People were big mad that uh I was, I was one of them. That uh and then the LSU coach Kim Mc, I'm gonna say the last name wrong. McClone. McClone. Yeah. She didn't she literally did not get a technical for like assaulting the referee. Okay, well, by the way, assault, her but... suit, I wasn't sure if I loved it or hated it. I really I think it's was great. I love I, it. I, 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 I love know. her outfits. She felt like, I mean, I felt like it was part of like Tiger King or something. She's her outfits are always they're they're always on point. I they're saw like, the she'll... I saw the stats though. She really changed that program around. Like, good for her. Like, she seems like she's the she's real great deal. coach. Seems she's like the real coach. deal. Uh, speaking of March Madness, the men's march madness final is tonight previewing yukon versus san diego state yukon of course beat miami by like 45 50 60 i don't even know i don't even think i can count that high 13 it was actually 23 i think 23 a lot it was a lot of points is the problem and even if it wasn't that many points the game was much further than the scoreboard could ever indicate and, uh, and they play a San Diego State team who had a close, hard-fought win against FAU where neither school looked like they wanted to win that game at the end, and they both looked pretty bad. So, are, is UConn going to win by 50? I think so. I don't so. think so. I don't think so. I think UConn has all the pressure on them. We're, we're going to keep riding the storyline until we can't ride it any longer, and this is, this is where this storyline ends. UConn has all the pressure on them. San Diego State... Why not? 
just show up. You're going to play loose. You're seven and a half point underdogs. I imagine that's a pretty big underdog for a championship game. I mean, look, San Diego State, you're going back to San Diego after this. You're winners anyway. You turn the program around. I mean, Patrick, there's, yeah, there's pressure on UConn, but you don't think there's been pressure every single game? (laughs) Yeah, but like... Pressure makes diamonds, Patrick. UConn, I I don't think they're going to fold to San Diego State because the pressure got to them. Josh, I can't wait to clip this because this is going to be an all-time moment to laugh. I think UConn, I mean, listen, I don't know. I, I just don't see San Diego State beating UConn. I do. I I think UConn can win by 30, legitimately. No, I do, because San Diego State's a scrappy team. They'll try to play good defense. UConn, sure, they might shoot lights out. But San Diego State, San Diego State's good. San Diego State wouldn't beat Miami. Hey, San Diego State's good this year. Well, hey, this is where we differ, and I'm excited to see what happens. I'm excited to see, because we split in a lot of our our picks this year, so I, I don't know. Personally, UConn by 30 seems like the logical. I actually might drive to Maryland to place a small to medium sum of money on on UConn. But hey, who knows? Who knows? Uh, moving on to the NFL. The Titans are trying to move to three or at least exploring the option of moving to three, which everyone assumes is because... They need a quarterback, and it makes complete sense if you think about it because hey, we haven't been talking about the Titans quarterback situation all year, it feels like, and I don't know why that's the case. Is it because we thought they were going to roll with Malik Willis? Is it because we thought Ryan Tannehill is the guy? No, like their quarterback situation is not great, and it is it is weird that it's just coming up now about us talking about their quarterback situation because I feel like they were never one of the teams that we initially like we think of when we think of they need a quarterback, but makes hundred percent sense. They move up to three. They try to get a young guy who could, I mean, just op- operate. They have a loaded team in a lot of places. I mean, they they're still a good team, right? Okay, the, so- the, tit- the the Titans have been quiet this off season, and I think that's how they want it to be. Uh, they're looking at trying to move up to the number three position in the draft. I mean, you're going to have some guys there. Uh, maybe it's a Bryce Young that falls. Maybe it's a CJ Stroud. Maybe maybe it's Anthony you're getting, Richardson. You're getting, yeah, one of those three guys. There's three quarterbacks in this draft. You're getting and, one of them. And, and right, so you're going to get one of them. The thing is that's really interesting about this is DeAndre Hopkins, Derrick Henry spotted working out together. Would DeAndre Hopkins be included in a potential trade up to the number three position? So then you'd be getting DeAndre Hopkins to Tennessee – and you would be drafting a new quarterback and a new weapon for him. I thought DeAndre Hopkins was a free agent. He's still nope. under contract. He's, yep. He's, then how he's come he's making the all these block. statements that he's like, I like he's picking where he's going. No. He's, he, so no. he see that can completely confuse me because from what I heard, he's just like saying, oh, you know, they're an option, they're an option. I'm like so, you you don't have like the actual decision well i think i think part of the reason is is he's gonna have to possibly restructure his deal wherever he goes so he has to kind of talk to the teams uh so so i are the cardinals going to be like give him a say i wonder 
Yes, I think so. They're they're like trying to help him out because he's going to have to probably restructure his deal. Yeah. He basically kind of said that I'm willing to take a pay cut, but I, I want off this team. Okay, good to know. Good to know. Well, listen, I don't think the Titans are very good at drafting quarterbacks, so I feel like I'm not really concerned about them having the third pick. Yeah, and, and it's like, what are you going to get? You're going to get the leftovers of who the other two teams thought was great. So say, you know, what would be very Titans pick. Trade Will up Levis. to number three, draft Will Levis. Yeah, that's exactly what else. we were on the exact same page there. Yeah, good. That's so. A, so let's that, that's let's a play great, this scenario out. Let's play this scenario. scenario. So it's uh, you be the Cardinals GM, I'll be the Titans GM. Got it. Okay, ring you up. Cardinals front office. Hey, what's going on? It's over here. It's the guys in Nashville. How are you? I'm doing well. I hear you're interested in in maybe trading up. Yeah, we're afraid that Will Levis guy's maybe going to get off the board. Can we trade up to the number three spot? Yeah, absolutely. We're gonna need. Um, we're gonna need. Can you can you send over Derrick Henry? Derrick Henry for DeAndre Hopkins? Yes. No, 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 no. We 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 can keep DeAndre Hopkins. What about what about a um. What about like a second? No, no. What about, what, about ne- what about next year's third round pick? Any Anything you want. We need Will Levis that badly. Okay, perfect. So Derrick Henry and and then we'll get you'll get our first round pick. And, Sounds good. And maybe our third round pick next year. Yep, that's what we want. Cool. Boom. And then they draft Will Levis. It's just like that. I think we just both. I mean, both teams got better in that trade. We should be. Why aren't, why aren't we gems? <laughs> Well, maybe maybe if uh, Ken Francis can connect with you on LinkedIn, maybe we can get some contacts. And I've been trying start- to. I've been trying to. I gotta. Yeah, we gotta start. We gotta start working the system a little bit more. Yeah. So, okay, good for the Titans trying to make a move here. I think the Titans could find a guy who can make their team pretty much the exact same. And or maybe they're just trying to draft somebody to to light that fire, Malik Willis. Yes. So that's what you do. So you bring in Will Levis, not so Will Levis can start. You bring in Will Levis so Malik Willis will have that competitive fire and that your third round pick from last year will actually be your starter. And then you can trade the number one pick and Will Levis in a future draft so that he loses value. I mean, boom, the Titans just just solved their quarterback issue. Yeah. Hey, good for them. Good for them. Uh, moving on to the NBA, the Dallas might miss the playoffs. Am I reading that right, Patrick? I think I think you're you're maybe you're not freaking out enough about it, Josh. Dallas might miss the playoffs. The playoffs. Dallas might miss the not even just the playoffs, the playing game entirely. The Dallas Mavericks are bad. They're oh. not a good team. Josh, they're sitting at the 11th scene right now. They're one game back of the Oklahoma City Thunder. If the Thunder, they've been sliding a bit. If they can hold on, they'll get that last play-in spot. Dallas is not doing great, but could you imagine if Dallas doesn't make the play-in game with Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic? Luka not being in the playoffs is as bad for basketball as Caitlin Clark getting four fouls in the women's final. So proposed rule change here, Josh. 
So if I'm Adam Silver, we're sitting here. We we can't have Luka Doncic not no. make the final or make the playoffs. We we cannot have Luka Doncic have not make the playing game. Let's make it league wide rule. Eleven teams are now going to make the playing game in the Western Conference. Ooh. This will assure us that Luka will play in the playing game because Adam Silver, we're all about TV ratings. Boom, bring it in. Just let's change the rules. Well, they're only one game out of the 12 seed. So if they're one game out of the 12 spot and then we get the 11 teams in, then, then that might Post be rule change. Adam Silver opens up the top 12 teams now to make the Western Conference playoffs, and it assures that Luka Doncic and oh. Kyrie Irving will now make the playoffs. That's what we needed. That's what we needed. And and, and I th- and they can make a run. They can make a run. I'd propose, I mean, if why not just have every team make the playoffs and have it March Madness style? Because then it's the biggest, like, screw you to the regular season because then officially regular season doesn't matter one bit. Well, well, the players don't care about the regular season, so why should the NBA care Honestly, about the regular why, season? Here's what we do. We do like uh, the first like two weeks of the NBA season are, uh, you know, our regular like games or whatever for seeding. And then we make right. a every single team enters the tournament. Seven games series for each tournament. And then we just that's the whole season. Is seven game series to the winner, and then you spread out the games more so they're not on every single night. The players get more rest, but you get meaningful basketball every single night. Yeah, because look, league wide, does anyone want to watch the Detroit Pistons play more than like 10 games in the regular season? No. No. Do you want to watch the Milwaukee Bucks play more than 10 games in the regular season? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm fine sure, with that. It does suck if you're like uh, if you're one of those bad teams, and you're out first, and you did your your seven play, play seeding games or whatever, or ten seed. We'll make it. We'll make it a fair number. Like we'll do like 10, 15 seeding games, mm-hmm. and then you get seven more. So say your team played seventeen games that year. Is that a lot? No, it's not too many. You're gonna be pretty bummed out about that. But it's a full NFL season if your team didn't make the playoffs. Right. And the other thing is, is, you know, NBA is all about, you know, player health. Uh, they're, they're okay with guys yeah. resting. Imagine the amount of rest that you can get from season to season if you only play 17 games. I mean, so we're really, talking this about is careers, a- long, career longevity. I mean, LeBron might play till he's 75. Right. It would be a really positive thing for the NBA to go in this direction. Yep. I think we solved it. Good for us. Uh, moving on to NASCAR. I'm red hot. Kyle Larson wins. And I'll tell you what, it feels good. He was due. He was due. He was due. And Josh, I think this might start a, a little run for Kyle Larson. I think I think there may be some good value in just hammering him to win every single week here. For at the rest of the season. Yes. Every single I mean, like, I think there might be. I mean, because he had some trials, some obstacles, some hoops he had to jump through. In the first few weeks of the season there. You struggle just to finish a race. But pressure makes diamonds and adversity creates people who can overcome adversity. 
And I think Kyle Larson is now, he's walked that battle. He's shown that he can overcome that. I don't see him losing for the rest of the year. I think he could just win out. I mean, we're talking about going and winning maybe the next 30 races in a row. He would yeah. go down as the greatest NASCAR driver of At all time. time. That's and, and I think that's the kind of guy we're, we're potentially talking about here. That's the kind of storyline that we're going to potentially weaving. Yeah, when you and think I'm not, Kyle Larson, I'm not, I'm not here to to spoil Friday's pick, but I mean, dirt racer Kyle Larson on dirt. I mean, does it get much more of a lock than that? Is what Josh Klein's thinking? I'm not saying that. I'm just saying. I'm saying is we will see. But I mean, thirty time champion in the season is a lot. Thirty time. I mean, we would be. He would be like. Richard Petty, who? Who? I mean, I mean, he, all of a sudden, Jimmy Johnson, Dale Earnhardt become who? Like obsolete. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, I'm going to argue. I'm going to make. What say? It. People, people are going to argue. Where did where did it all start? It started at Richmond. Yeah. Now I'm going to say this, Patrick. If, if if Kyle Larson wins 30 races this year, <laughs> I'm. Going to buy a full Kyle Larson fire suit and helmet. Deal. Uh, and I think that's I, I I think that's fair. I think it's very fair. Right, because you would have more than enough money. Because if you bet on him every week, if I bet on Kyle Larson to win every week, yes, I'm yes, we're going to be in a good financial position. Yes. Cool. Hey, good for Kyle Larson. Shout out, Kyle. Good stuff. Good stuff. Move it on. Number six on my sheet. Oh, my goodness. We got WrestleMania. WrestleMania number... 118. I think that's a high. I, I don't know about that. WrestleMania number something. I think it's like 30s. 36? 5? 35? Whatever number WrestleMania is that happened. Uh, here are the highlights. Well, only the highlights I care about. I only watched two yeah, matches. let's go. Uh, number one. Number one. We had Logan Paul versus Seth Rollins. Logan Paul came out hot, flashy. He looks like he's trying to be painted as the villain for now. Maybe they're going to have a little comeback story where Logan Paul goes from villain to hero. But I think they really wanted to capitalize on the Logan Paul hate in the media. So they made him kind of like the bad guy. Like, uh, anyway, stay Logan Paul that. comes out with a prime bottle mascot who turned out to be business partner and massive YouTube star. KSI. Then the two worked together to try to beat Seth Rollins, but ultimately Seth Rollins overcame all adversity and was victorious. Some say his experience in the ring really made the difference. Now we'll see what happens as Logan Paul's future is kind of uncertain as he's now lost two matches in a row after his hot start versus The Miz. Speaking of The Miz... Pat McAfee surprises the world while he walks out to challenge The Miz, who was in his suit saying, no one challenged me, no one could beat me. I sent out a call, no one answered. Pat McAfee promptly answered as he beat the snot out of The Miz in a a Snoop Dogg-sanctioned fight, which some are saying is controversial, but if Snoop Snoop Dogg makes it official... It's official. 
And anyway, Pat McAfee is now remains undefeated in WrestleMania. And people are curious to see how long that run will continue. And is the Pat McAfee versus The Miz rematch a real possibility? There's my recap. Yeah, and people people are asking. That's what we're wondering. And Josh, to answer your question, yes. It's gonna happen. McAfee, McAfee's not not afraid of the moment. He'll come back. He'll come back. Now he'll do it again. Well, I he'll do it again. Just like he did the first time. And did he have some help from uh NFL tight end and friend George Kittle? He did. Yes. But he was winning that fight no matter anyway. So I don't even know no. why this is a conversation. Now, uh, I'm asking because this was WrestleMania 39. We all knew that. All knew that. Um, we, I, yeah. I knew it was 30s. Yeah, we knew it was 39. We we do that. Uh, will you be committing to go to WrestleMania XL next year in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania? Oh, it's in Philly? Mm-hmm. Oh, heck yeah. That sounds awesome. Let's, uh, we, should, <laughs> we should do that. Hey, I'm going. I'm going. I'm there. But the problem is, it's I, I do like the luxury of just skipping through and watching the only fights I care about. That is nice. I, but I, at the uh, same time, I go. Can, can someone explain to me why, like, the difference between SmackDown and then WrestleMania? And okay, WrestleMania is the like the Super Bowl of wrestling happens once a year. It's like right. The, I know that it's a big I event. Know that SmackDown is like happens on every Friday. I know. And then they have Raw, which happens like another day a week. It's just, it's the same. It's all the same. It's like Monday Night Football versus Thursday Night Football. Right. But but you would think the Super Bowl of wrestling would be like on a bigger platform than Peacock. Yeah, you would think that, but that's just how it works. Considering that like SmackDown's on Fox. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's like imagine imagine the NFL being like, you know what? Super Bowl, you can only watch it on Peacock, but Thursday night football, it's on all four major networks. That's a great point, Patrick. I don't know how to answer that question, but I do think that just, just it's nice. Just uh, it's nice. I Peacock's a good streaming platform. I use my buddy's account. I log in. If oh, you guys need I have, to, a, guys I have see- a one month I have a I think I have like about ten days left on my one month. You, if you'd like it, well, if you if you need, I I, I can send you an email and password. I, I don't know how that works. I have sent it out to other people, even though and it was sent out to me. So I well, mean, we got we got a solid like, lot of people mooching off this one free account here. Well, so, that's like that's like that's exactly what Netflix the, did. The YouTube want. TV. It's like any anybody can sign into the YouTube TV. It's like okay, YouTube TV is awesome. Cool. Uh, and our last storyline. This one's a little bit of a downer. Downer to end the show. Hate hate to do it. Hate to bring up a storyline that maybe going to make us leave on a a bad note. The Orioles, after starting red hot with one win, have fallen apart after potentially going to be after going to. And no, and winning their first two games, they actually didn't. They 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 lost 
after apparently people in the MLB don't know how to catch fly balls. Routine fly balls, I may add. And then they lose again yesterday. What is going on with the Orioles? And is it inevitable that with the team being very bad, that we should expect some top-tier concerts in the future? I'm talking Morgan Wallen. I'm talking Taylor Swift. I'm talking, I mean, they might they might resurrect the Beatles to play. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the kind of, like, the level of, of concerts that we are potentially going to see in Camden Yards within the next few months. The and way they the keep Orioles hammering home that point. They keep, ownership keeps hammering home that point. So that's what, that's what I'm expecting. I'm expecting a step up from Flow Rider last year to, to, to just, to Morgan Wallen and Taylor Swift. To I mean, my house. Right. But we're expecting that step up this year. Just like yeah. a lot of people were expecting I mean, that ha- step Harry up. Harry Styles. The- Are you kidding me? We're, he's going to be, he's going to be playing in Baltimore. He said, look, John Angelo said Baltimore's back. And if you bring Harry Styles, Baltimore is back. Yeah, Baltimore is back. Yeah. If you bring yeah. Harry Styles and all of like the 20-year-old Harry Styles fans to Baltimore, I mean, we're talking about a resurrection for the city. It, this this city's back and it's better than it's ever been. Yeah. I mean, that's what we can expect with the Orioles now falling one to one and three. By the way, you're welcome one and two. Um, you're welcome for your highest tweet ever. Highest tweet like ever. I mean, I had 40 likes on a tweet. We're pretty much I mean, that's basically a million in my world for for Twitter like metrics. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I appreciate Patrick. Patrick, you were actually tweeting out, and I'm going to pull it up for the people so that they know. Uh, Patrick tweeted out, he said, I'm going to cut McKenna a break. It's been a tough spring for him. It's only the second time of the second game of the season. Plenty of time. To bounce back to which I responded I will not be cutting him a break I will be cutting him which seemed like a more reasonable and fair response out of the two of ours I think I'm going to just keep having Orioles uh, Twitter for a team that you support hates you no I'd say Orioles Twitter for a team that like isn't that good and isn't that bad right now is one of the most toxic places you can go to. Well, these guys hate George Mateo, uh, Jorge Mateo. I wrote a whole blog about Jorge Mateo, and I just want to say I got some good backing from it. That's great. There that, was uh shout out. I saw. I saw. I saw. Yeah, I mean, it, so some of the fans like me. I'd say all the Jorge Mateo haters don't like me and well, are also probably uh, what I'm going to, I think what I'm going to keep doing is just having like extremely rational takes so that people can get mad at me online. So then I can just like have a conversation with them and like be kind of funny about it. Well, Patrick, here's the thing. I mean, but I had a rational take. You say cut him a break. Hey, it's only the second game of the season. That felt a little extreme to me. And I was like, Hey, Let's be regional. Let's be calm here. Let's be rational. Let's cut him. And right. that's and who difference. would you bring up in his place, Josh? 
I mean, I'd say we move whoever's at shortstop to shortstop, and then we bring up young kid. What's his face? Yeah, name it, Josh. Name uh, it. You're an Orioles. You're a good Orioles fan. Name him. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. Uh, um. It's it's uh my my guy and Jackson Holiday. Yep. There it is. We've, All so the way we, from low A to major league. Exactly. So we bring up Jackson Holiday, get him some of that experience, put him at shortstop. Whoever's at shortstop now, kick him out to, to, to left field, and then I think we'll be good. Okay. Easy enough. I should. I mean, I, I could run this team. <laughs> well, no, because I think you care about the baseball team too much. It's the concerts that's the priority. No, 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 no. I... I, I think I've shown just how much I care about the baseball team. Actually, that's probably on level. That's probably on par. It's it's you barely know who the number one draft pick was last year. That's exact. I think that's exactly what ownership is looking for. <laughs> I think I think I might be the solution. But I'll tell you <laughs> what, I'll get you Harry's dials. I'll find a way. Right. Uh, ownership refuses to spend money on the baseball team, but you know what? We'll pay. We'll pay all the money in the world because we get it's the concerts. It, well, because we, you got to pay money to make money, right? They know. And apparently, apparently, having the number two most profitable franchise in the MLB last year was not enough money to make. No. So, no. So, cool. Unfortunate. Well, that was interesting. So, show recap really quickly. Hit it. LSU beats Iowa. The refs not so good. Angel Reese celebrated, which people on the internet thought were was not so good. Caitlin Clark very good. Household name now. Uh, NCAA Men's Championship, UConn versus San Diego State. I believe UConn will win by 55 to 60 to 70 points. Patrick believes San Diego State is going to win because UConn can't handle the pressure. The Titans are trying to move up to the third pick overall to draft a quarterback, which Patrick and I presume will be Will Levis. That being Mm -hmm. said, it's strictly to motivate Malik Willis to play better and maybe be a franchise guy. Dallas might miss the playoffs, but if the commissioner, Adam Silver, is smart, he's going to expand the playoffs to maybe 12, 13 teams to make sure and ensure Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving are playing in the games. And Josh, to cut you off, not only expand it to 12-13, but in the future, expand it to every team. Every team, yes. Make it really good. NASCAR, Kyle Larson finally wins, and he's probably going to win every single race for the entire season. So make sure you guys are hammering him on the sports books. Responsibly. Responsibly. And WrestleMania Logan Paul versus Seth Rollins. Logan Paul loses in a tough match. Pat McAfee remains undefeated in WrestleMania versus The Miz. And then the Orioles have completely fallen apart. That's the show. Thanks for listening. If you're still listening at this point, make sure you guys DM us on Instagram at Picks and Pancakes, and you will receive a free mug. And additionally, make sure you go to our website, picksandpancakes.com, read about everything that's happening in sports, support the channel, rate us five stars, and you guys have a wonderful week and a beautiful day. Peace. Peace.